the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You know that grace and truth are the two essential elements in any healthy, happy relationship. Uh, What happens if you're around somebody who's gracious but doesn't tell the truth? Can you build any kind of a relationship of any significance, of any meaning with somebody who doesn't tell the truth? And then have you ever been around people who tell you the truth and have no grace? Those are some important questions, and trust me, (laughs) there will be more as we continue on with another study called Verse by Verse in the Book of John. That's Pastor Leighton Sheely. He is our daily teacher Monday through Friday, and he is the senior pastor at Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. A number of years ago, he took the congregation through the entire book of John, and we're taking those messages and dividing them up into these daily bite-sized devotionals. Thanks for being with us. I'm Mike Trout. If you've missed any of these programs, you can find them on the website, highlands.us. That's highlands.us. Pastor Layton is still in the first chapter, coming up on some very familiar verses. Verse 14, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen His glory, glories of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Verse 14 is the, the most concise biblical statement of the incarnation. The four words, the Word became flesh, express a reality that in the incarnation, God took on humanity. The infinite became finite. Eternity entered time. And the Creator entered His creation. The word dwelt there is skenuo, which literally means to live in a tent. Now, Jesus did not have... He was, his humanity was not a mere appearance. He, he took on all of the essential attributes of humanity. He was made in the likeness of men. That's what Philippians 2.7 says. And He came to dwell, skenuo, among us. Now, if we look back into the Old Testament, we find that God tented with His people in the wilderness, in the tabernacle. And uh, that tabernacle was right in the middle of the people. There was tribes to the north, the south, and the east, and the west. And what God wanted to be was right in the middle of His people. Now, that's really remarkable, folks, when you think about it. Because sometimes when I'm in the middle of people, I don't want to be there. Right? And I'm not holy like God is. God wants to be in the middle of His people. Now that's looking back in the Old Testament, looking forward to the future in Revelation. It says, And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is among men, and He will dwell, skinuo, and He will dwell among them, and they shall be His people, and God Himself will be among them. And He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and there will no longer be any death. Praise the Lord. 
there will no longer be any mourning or crying or pain for the first things that have passed away. Aren't you looking forward to that? Oh, God wants to be with his people. The Old Testament, Revelation, God wants to be with his people. He wants to have relationship with his people. Verse 15 is kind of a parenthetical statement. John the Baptist bore witness about him and cried out, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks before me because he was before me. What's he saying? He who comes after me. Um, The Bible tells us that Jesus and John the Baptist were relatives and that John the Baptist was born or conceived about six months before Jesus. And uh, the implication of the Scriptures is that John the Baptist entered ministry before Jesus, probably about the same time, about uh, six months. So he who comes after me ranks before me. What's he saying? Listen, whatever I'm doing, what he's doing is more important. That's what John the Baptist was saying. Because he was before me. Now, that's a little confusing. Wait a minute. He came, didn't you? But I don't get it, you know? What are you trying to say here? This is what John the Baptist is trying to say. Human life begins at conception. Human life begins at conception. Now think about the implications of that biblical truth. Jesus' human life began about six months after John the Baptist. But unlike John the Baptist, Jesus was God incarnate. And that means he existed in the beginning because he was before me. So John the Baptist recognized and acknowledged that Jesus Christ was God incarnate. For from his fullness we've all received grace upon grace. It's translated uh, different ways. And and I've read through scholars trying to explain it. One scholar explained it this way. He said, it's like the waves on the shore. Okay? Fortunately, we're blessed. We're not that far from an ocean shore. You go down there and you look at the waves. Wave comes in, wave goes out. Wave comes in, wave goes out. How long does that go on? Just keeps happening, right? Just keeps happening. Wave goes out, another one's coming. We have received grace upon grace. You know what that means? God's grace just keeps coming. That's what it means. Oh, I need, a, I need God's grace. Here it comes. Wow, I need it again. Here it comes. You understand? Grace upon grace through Jesus Christ. Verse 17, for the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. The only God, Jesus, who is at the Father's side, he has made him known. Now here the author is contrasting grace and truth with the law. Metaphorically speaking, the law describes truth without grace. The law doesn't have any grace. It's the truth, but there is no grace. You break any one of the laws, you're guilty of breaking all of the laws, and you get the penalty of breaking those laws. There's no grace in the law. But through Jesus Christ, we have a better option. Because we receive grace and truth through Jesus Christ. Grace and truth. You know that grace and truth are the two essential elements in any healthy, happy relationship? 
Grace and truth are the essential elements in any healthy, happy relationship. Okay? Uh, What happens if you're around somebody who's gracious but doesn't tell the truth? Can you build any kind of a relationship of any significance, of any meaning with somebody who doesn't tell the truth? They might be real pleasant to be with because they're gracious, but it doesn't pay to make a big investment in that kind of a relationship because you never really know where they're at because they won't tell you the truth. And then have you ever been around people who tell you the truth and have no grace? I take it some of us have been around such people. Okay. They're full of truth. Oh, they'll tell you what they think. There's no grace in them. What are they? They're abrasive, right? They're toxic. You can only tolerate them so long. But when you're around somebody, you have a relationship built with somebody that's built with grace and truth. A healthy relationship is one that's filled with grace and truth. It's a relationship in which we can be completely transparent. We can be ourselves. We can hide nothing. We can speak the truth. And we know that the other party will love us and accept us and receive us graciously. A healthy relationship, a happy relationship, is based upon grace and truth. You know, mankind was designed for relationship with God. Even the law, God's law, tells us that. You know what, how we know that? Because Jesus was answered one, he was asked one time, he said, uh, the question was, what's the greatest commandment? That's a reference to the law. What was Jesus' answer? Love. That's relational. Love the Lord your God. Love your neighbor. We were built for relationship. That's why I I thought it was so important for us to to come together today and, and to reflect on these first 18 verses because it's based on these first 18 verses that we can better understand what's coming. And, you know, I I wanted us to give a heads up on something because oftentimes we're conditioned, we're pre-programmed to go into certain modes in certain places. When you go to work, guess what mode you're in? Work, right? You go home, you're in a different mode. We come to church, we open our Bible, and we think, okay, I'm here to learn about the Bible, right? Pre-programming. As we study God's Word in the weeks to come, I don't want us to go into that automatic mode I don't want us to come here with the, with the thought, I'm here to learn about the Bible. I'm here to learn about Jesus. I'm here to learn about God. I'm here to, 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 to know more about Jesus, to know more about God. Instead, I want us to come, I want to know Jesus. I want to know God. And there's a world of difference between knowing about someone and knowing someone. Amen? I had somebody come up to me after one of the services today and he said, yeah, I thought that Jesus came to save us. He said he did. He came to save us so that he could have a relationship with us for all eternity. God desires to have relationship with us. He's expressed that through Jesus Christ. He has revealed himself through his word. So as we study God's word together in the coming weeks, let's learn to know 
Him and love Him more and more each time. Amen. Lord, we are so thankful that you have chosen to have this relationship with us, that you have revealed your, your love for us, and you've revealed yourself in your word. And Lord, in the weeks to come, should you tarry, we ask you to transform us. May we fall more and more in love with you as we get to know you better. Thank you, Jesus, for hearing our prayer. In Jesus' name we pray, and all God's people said, Amen. Amen. God bless you. Amen, indeed. What a great way to end the day and also end the week as we wrap up another message in this lengthy series in the book of John. That's Pastor Leighton Sheely. This is a broadcast called Study Verse by Verse. I'm Mike Trout, and it's an outreach of Church of the Highlands in San Bruno on the web at highlands.us. That's highlands.us. We'd love to have you join us online for services this weekend. You can find those details on the website. You can also find out uh, more about this broadcast when you go to the website. Once again, that's highlands.us. Have a blessed weekend and come back on Monday at this same time when we'll begin a new message and continue in the book of John studying verse by verse.